Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan. When's the last time you explored the sunrise side? Lake Life Cottages is giving you another reason to take that track this coming season. For the 14th year, those who celebrate the passion and affinity of handcrafted beer will want to head to Kalamazoo for Craft Beverage Week through the 21st. Michigan's largest and longest-running winter festival kicks off in Houghton Lake for multiple weekends starting on January 20th. And to brighten up your mood during the dark winter months, you should head to Brighton. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin, and we're back again this week to show you some really cool places uh, from all around the state of Michigan. And I hope that during this next hour, you're going to be able to stick around because we really do have some pretty cool things that we're going to be able to tell you about. And I think some new places and some new ideas for traveling during this coming year. So stick around. I think it's going to be well worth it. Nick, where are we going to head off to first? Well, let's head over to the Sunrise side of Michigan, to the shores of Tawas Bay, to the beautiful community of East Tawas. We're going to talk with Sharon Whitford and Phil Romine of Lake Life Cottages. And Sharon, the area is always all about the lake life. It's such a wonderful place to get to the beach and do things that are centered around the water. Before we start talking about Lake Life Cottages in specific, tell us about the community there in East Tawas and what people can find when they visit. Um, the community of East Tawas is pretty quaint. Um, I think this time of year, it's sort of like a Hallmark movie. Um, mm. They have beautiful decorations up. Um, there's lots of shops um, all along the main street. There's the state dock um, at the end of Newman Street, right on Lake Huron, where all the boats come in and can park. Um, it's just a beautiful place to visit. You can go out to the Asabo River go canoeing out to the Tawas Point Lighthouse. It's everywhere you go around, it's picturesque, I think. It really is a, a beautiful part of the state. And I guess I would describe it as a, a lesser visited part of the state. Most people kind of think of that west side of the state, but boy, that sunrise side is truly beautiful. And uh, East Tawas is, is spectacular. Uh, now, you're operating Lake Life Cottages. Is this relatively new? It's brand new. Um, it's 15 all-new luxury boutique cottages, and we have an event space that will hold up to 120 guests. It sits right on the heart of Tawas Bay. Um, it's just a short walk, probably about a half a mile at the max, down to the downtown part of East Tawas with all the quaint little shops, restaurants. There's the famous Marion's Ice Cream store right down the road. Um we have a beach of our own, too, that's beautiful. It's got rocks that support. It's an elevated beach area with two sets of stairways that access the water. Um, it's sort of 
one of my favorite places to you can watch the sunrise in the morning and at mm. night we've had the most beautiful sunsets you would not believe. Oh yeah. Well that is one thing that's unique about the the East Tawas area with Tawas Point you can watch the sunrise and sunset both over the water. Mm-hmm. And uh Phil I wanted to ask you you know when when folks travel around the state of Michigan there's so many different types of travel experiences from large scale resorts to in small cabins and and uh, mom and pop type motels. How does the Lake Life Cottages stand out from other travel experiences? Well, what we like to think that we've done is we've sort of reinvented this old school motel concept for today's traveler. And by that, we mean that uh, we have this this still kind of quaint, cozy kind of an arrangement uh, where you, you don't have this big resort feel. You still have this intimate feel, but we also have these luxury level accommodations. We have these 15 cottages. Uh, there are some that are waterfront. There are some that are uh, in a second row that can see the water as well, and there's a two-story units that all have balconies, and they all have beautiful views of the water. But they also have these sort of luxury-level accommodations that um, you know we feel we feel that today's travelers kind of expect when they go to places. Um, they're all, as, as Sharon has pointed out, they're all new, um, and and uh, we just think that it, it really distinguishes this particular uh, venue from all of the rest of the ones, uh, certainly on. Uh, Lake Huron, uh, just because it has these these uh, uh, views, this modern amenities. Um, plus, for today's traveler, it's this online experience for being able to get yourself uh, reserved and browsing the, the opportunities and and check in and check out is all touchless. It's a really, really neat kind of thing. Well, we think that it's something rather different. Yeah, what I like about that area is that um, this is one of the last areas I think I can think of where you can still get into those like little cabin type places. Um, and, and it sounds like you have these 15 kind of luxury uh, uh, cabin type cottage uh, experience uh, available there. Um, exactly. So perfect for like maybe weddings and such. Do you have like event space that goes along with that, Sharon? We do. Um, we've called it the beach barn. It sort of looks like a modern day barn. Um, it will hold 120 guests. Um, it has a big, beautiful patio that sits out in front of it with like pergola lights. Um, it's almost like an alfresco site patio. Um, it's perfect for weddings, parties. Um, we've had people inquiring about business retreats um, to bring their management teams up and stay in the cottages and then do their whole business meeting right there in the event space. And then we've also had people doing family reunions. They're so requesting to book the whole entire space for family reunions. Um, this upcoming summer in 2024, we've already booked four weddings that are looking at, oh, nice. they've booked the entire space, all the cottages and the barn. Yeah. Uh, nice. Are, are you open this time of the year or, um, you know, year round or just in the warm weather months? Um, this year, we're not going to be start taking reservations until March. And then we're going to be open for the summer. And then next year, we're going to try and be open during the winter also. But with just completing, and then there's still some fine-tuning we're trying to get done. We're trying to get all that done over the winter. Well, it sounds like uh, it's just a fantastic place. I can't wait to visit. Luxury Boutique Cottages, um, 15, right on the shoreline there in East Tawas. And, I mean, if you haven't been there, you really need to check it out. LakeLifeCottages.com is the website in beautiful East Tawas. Hope you can get there. Uh, Certainly worth it. Uh, Sharon Whitford, Phil Romine, thank you for being with us today. 
We're going to head over to Kalamazoo to find out about Craft Beverage Week next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz along with Nick Nurbin. And uh, Nick, I don't know if I told you this, but uh, just a week ago, I went back to my uh, the, the, the town that I went to school in. Mm-hmm. And I know you're all green and white and all that. That's okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But I went to Kalamazoo, the home of the Broncos, and it was really nice to be uh, back in Kalamazoo. Um, uh, my son and daughter-in-law live there, and of course, my new granddaughter. So it was great to be there, and it was great to see a bunch of folks that discovered Kalamazoo. I was actually in a meeting, a meeting that they had at Bell's Brewery. Yes. If you want to have a good meeting, have it at a brewery. I can just tell you right now. It was fantastic. And we get to talk about um, what's happening in the brewery scene and the craft beverage scene next uh, and um, in Kalamazoo, in fact. Yeah, you know, Bell's is such a a fantastic destination for Michigan's craft brewing industry. Actually, one of the most vibrant craft beer industries in the country here in Michigan, nearly 400 breweries across the state. But a lot of folks do visit Kalamazoo, not just for their breweries, but other craft beverages. We're going to talk with Dana Wagner, Director of Marketing Communications for Discover Kalamazoo, about Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week. And Dana, can you talk a little bit about how that is differentiated, not just beer, but other beverages as well? Yes. Well, the event did start out as Kalamazoo Beer Week uh, many years ago, and uh, now we're in the 14th year here. But uh, a few years ago, we decided we have some amazing craft distilleries, wineries as well, our, our breweries, restaurants, bars. And so that really became the reason for expanding it to Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week. Um, even a lot of those makers are making multiple of those different products. So this is a way to really highlight all of the makers here in the craft beverage industry and have a fun way celebrating in winter, you know, in in the uh, colder months of the year. Well, Dana, what happens at a craft beverage week? You know, I I don't drink, so I, I've never gone to one. Uh, but so what happens? Are, are, there, are there special events or what? Yeah, there's a lot of different fun things going on. So there will be specials that take place all throughout the week that you can just kind of stop in and enjoy. Maybe that's a special flight that might be available that you can come in and try during the week. But then there's also unique events taking place on specific days and times um, at different locations. Some of those might require a sign-up in advance, especially if it's a unique class. Um, there's, there's some different things with either yoga classes or maybe make-and-take classes or, or tours that might have a, you know, a limited number of people, so you want to register for those. And so those things are, are going on all throughout the week, and you can use our website to then plot your course between all those different events and specials and a lot of unique collaborations, too, between local businesses. Well, you know, there's so many different opportunities downtown. Obviously, we've discussed Bells, and they've got their fantastic beer garden during the warm weather months and their wonderful tap room. But talk a little bit more about some of the other beverage distilleries and wineries that you mentioned. What can people find in downtown Kalamazoo when they visit? Well, right in downtown Kalamazoo area, we do have the Kalamazoo Stillhouse, 
and Green Door Distilling Company, so two uh, wonderful distilleries here in the area, uh, along with our breweries. And just outside of downtown, you'll also find uh, this event actually does take place all around Kalamazoo County. So this is a fun way to really explore Mm -hmm. all those parts of Kalamazoo County. And so places including like Gull Lake Distilling Company, um, Texas Corners Brewing Company, um, Twine Urban Winery, great places all around the county. Now, for folks who um, are going to be visiting uh, from out of town, uh, I'm guessing that uh, they're going to probably want to do some of the craft beverage week activities, going to want to do some other things. So let's talk about other things they can do. And then I don't know if there are any like um, lodging specials or activity uh, packages available, but give us some ideas on on things like uh, things to do and if there are any packages to talk about. Of course. Well, we we do definitely have packages because we understand there's so many things going on here in different days, and we want you to be able to to make a trip of it and and spend multiple days here in the Kalamazoo area. So we definitely have some lodging packages available I'll talk about. Um, But for the the fun in Kalamazoo here, uh, you know, expands beyond our craft beverage makers, too. And, And we have wonderful breweries, wineries, distilleries to visit. We're also a great hub for the arts and entertainment. So between the visual arts or live theater, concerts, and shows, there are a number of great venues to enjoy a variety of different arts here in Kalamazoo. And if you want to get outside and explore nature a little bit here in the winter, we have our fabulous Kalamazoo Nature Center with many trails to do some hiking and uh, other nature preserves around the county. won't be doing any of those water activities here right Mm. now uh, in this point of the year, but we do have, uh, you know, wonderful trails and nature preserves uh, to enjoy the beauty of of nature out there as well. well. And those lodging packages and specials I mentioned, those are up and available on our Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week website so that you can uh, get a get a special deal on staying here in the Kalamazoo area. Well, you know, I've been fortunate to go to a number of performances at the State Theater in Kalamazoo, which is a wonderful place to see live music. I've been to the Warren Miller ski film that they show there. It's really a great opportunity to spend some time in Kalamazoo. Also wanted to mention the Calhaven Trail such a great resource and and just wanted to ask, is that something people can enjoy in the winter as well? Absolutely. Yes. You can actually, if you want to get even, you know, a fat tire bike out there or uh, just do some hiking. Um, It's also dog friendly too. So you can bring, bring your dogs out there. Uh, No, wonderful. It's open year round. Now, are there any opportunities with some of these special events that you mentioned uh, to actually meet some of the, the folks who uh, make handcrafted uh, beverages and and learn from them as well? Because, you know, some people want to try to make these, uh, you know, just a few bottles themselves or just a little bit uh, on their own at home. And they're looking for tips from people who really know what they're doing. So any opportunities like that? Exactly. Well, that's that's in fact how many of our uh, makers got started themselves, right? You know, was experimenting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at home or with friends. And there will be many opportunities. That's one of the beautiful things about the Kalamazoo area is when you go into these businesses, you're oftentimes, you know, being served by or meeting with, you know, the owners, the uh, brewers, distillers themselves. And so there are a few different uh, opportunities for tours, um, classes, actually. Um, I know that there is one at Presidential Brewing Company where 
you'll be able to, um, it's actually a build a beer workshop. So you'll actually learn about that brew making process. And they did that last year. And so the beer that was created from last year's uh, build a beer champs is going to be released during this craft beverage week. So perhaps if you get in on that class, your beer might be featured next year. What a, what a unique thing. So Craft Beverage Week is happening January 12th through the 21st in Kalamazoo. And, of course, what be- better place? I know that Grand Rapids is proud of being Beer City USA, but we have to remember Kalamazoo is the home of Bell's Brewery. And uh, Bell's has quite a name for craft beverage. Yes, they do. And, and and Larry Bell, I mean, was one that we were just talking about here, you know, starting with the home brewing and, uh, you know, things on your own. And, and to look to uh, everything that they, you know, are now making and doing across the country is uh, wonderful. Sure is. Uh, so after the, um, the beverage week, don't forget other reasons to uh, actually either stick around or come back to Kalamazoo. You have your chili cook-off happening shortly thereafter, the restaurant week activities following that. And the thing about Kalamazoo, uh, there are so many other things to do year-round that you're going to really love. I was just there, as I mentioned, and uh, was happy to run into my old friend Ken Fishang, who is now uh, happily at the Gilmore Car Museum. What a spectacular place, a tremendous museum. Uh, Actually, North America's, or I think it's the Hemisphere's, largest automobile exhibit or museum. You think about that. Um, That's pretty impressive, uh, just in the Kalamazoo area. And don't forget about the Air Zoo as well. It's amazing all the things you can do. Don't miss all of that. Go to the uh, website discoverkalamazoo.com to find out more. I want to thank Dana Wagner, Director of Marketing and Communications for Discover Kalamazoo for being with us today. We're going to head up to Houghton Lake next to tell you about some really fun winter activities coming up on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin. And Nick, uh, I know we're uh, we're crossing our fingers that this winter we have tons of snow. At least you and I are crossing That's our right. fingers. Uh, you know, it's been a, a constant frustration of mine that most people, it seems, just have not become fans of winter. And we um, we want to change that. So I'm hoping that this winter, when we do get tons and tons of snow, that maybe this is the winter. That people head out there and they go to these outdoor places uh, where they can maybe just do something like find maybe a wooded area where you can go out and find a trail and maybe start there. Do a little hiking in the woods where it's snowy and you can enjoy that silent sport of hiking through a trail on a wintry day. It's such an easy thing to do and it's so beautiful. And it's just a great way to kind of introduce yourself to winter if you don't enjoy it yet. And then maybe from there, go into cross-country skiing or snowshoeing. 
And I know a great place to start doing that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Dave, you know, there's a lot of us like myself who do love to downhill ski and snowboard and do those types of activities. But when people ask me about what to do in the winter off the slopes, that's one of my most popular answers. Get a pair of snowshoes on. Yeah. You know, if you haven't explored your favorite trail in the wintertime, you might discover that it's even more beautiful during the winter. And the region we're going to head to next up in the Houghton Lake, Higgins Lake area to talk to Teresa Ectum, director of Houghton Lake Area Tourism Bureau. It is really full of all kinds of different opportunities during the winter. And first of all, Teresa, I just want to talk about the region up there. You know, we have 11,000 inland lakes in Michigan, and the largest of those lakes, Houghton Lake, is right next to Higgins, which is another gorgeous lake. Growing up in Mount Pleasant, I had so many friends that spent a lot of time at those places. And, you know, one of the first times I caught a northern pike was in Houghton Lake. And it's such a fantastic place to visit all seasons of the year. It really is. Um, We have a lot of outdoors here that we can recreate in. We've got a lot of trails. The lakes are just beautiful any time of the year. Well, Teresa, of course, it's it's a place mostly known probably for fishing um, and, of course, wintertime, ice fishing. But uh, in the warm weather months, boy, do I see a lot of people trailering their boats up there. Uh, very popular for fishing. But I really do like the area for hiking. I, I think it's just a, a great place to hike. Um, it's just plain beautiful. Is that a big area for ORVs as well? It is. Um, St. Helen is also in Roscommon County, which is where we cover. And um, St. Helen has the Scramble area, which is um, a fantastic place. It's a couple square miles where you don't even have to stay on the trail, um, as well as hundreds of miles of trails. And, um, you know, even during the winter, as long as you stay off of any groomed snowmobile trail, you can take the ORVs out. So the sand hill over in the Scramble area gets a lot of use during the winter as well as it does during the other seasons. Mm. Well, and you talk about snowmobiles. Let's let's get into that just for a minute because snowmobiling is such a popular sport here in Michigan. And there are many trail systems that connect all the way up to the Mackinac Bridge in the Lower Peninsula. And talk about how snowmobiling, what, what the opportunities are like there in the Houghton-Higgins Lake area. We have a number of um, trailheads here in the area, and they do. They connect. You, you go through Common, but they also connect to the other counties. And so we call this, you know, your base station. You can park here mm-hmm. and get on the trails and just go for miles. Hmm. Yeah, and it's one of the more popular places um, to go snowmobiling. You don't actually connect... Um trails all the way up to the tip of the mitt do you i honestly don't know about that i know there are some they they go out over by grayling and up over in that area but i'm not familiar enough with the snowmobile loops to know where they go yes it goes farther they do have maps though so if you need a map we've got maps showing locations of the trails. Yeah, I bet you do. Um, Well, of course, uh, in addition to snowmobiling, cross-country skiing, very popular area in your your neck of the woods, and Roscommon, of course, home of cross-country ski headquarters. I know Nick is very aware of what's happening at cross-country ski headquarters and and what they offer there. Um, It's a fantastic place. It is. It's it's a premier cross-country skiing area, and, and They have great parking. They've got a great uh, store and facility there. You can rent your 
your equipment. Um, they offer free um, lessons on Saturday mornings when they've got snow. Um, so if you don't know how to cross-country ski, show up there. They'll fit you for the skis. They'll give you a free lesson. Um, walk across the road, and you've, you've got miles of um, trails right there that they groom. For and they have activities going on on the weekends. It's a great little place. It really is, and I know they have really good deals on cross-country skis. Um, at, at this time of the year, Teresa, um, do you have um, several hotels that uh, cater to folks who are going to be coming up for ice fishing and such? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a few, you know, a few of our hotels closed during the winter, but the majority of them, they, they stay open. Um got a couple of them that are right on Holton Lake. You've got Lake Lakeside. You've got um, Beachfront. Those are right there on the lake. We've got a number of smaller, um, I'll call them cabins, resorts that are on the lake also. So if you get some of those, you can just walk right out on the lake and go fishing. Well, when we talk about ice fishing, Houghton Lake is really a, a major destination for ice fishing because it always has consistent ice, and there's great fishing in the lake all seasons of the year. Coming up in January here, later in the month, is the largest and longest-running winter festival, of course, Tip-Up Town. And what are preparations like for Tip-Up Town, and what does that mean for the region? Hey, they work on Tip-Up Town just about all year round. Mm, I bet. Um, and, and we are excited for it. it, it a lot of people ask about the weather and about the thickness of ice and are they going to be able to hold tip-up town. You know, most of the activities for the the festival are actually held on the ground. It's held in the, um, one of the DNR boat launches. That's where the main area is. So the carnival rides and the kids' games and the other activities like that, uh, the polar plunge, that's all right there on the on the ground. Um, Polar Plunge, they, they clear off close to the lake. So if they don't have ice for some reason, a couple of years ago they had they actually put a... Um, uh, like a pool? A, like a box or a pool, yeah, mm-hmm. that the fire departments use. Yeah. Um, and they jumped into that. So no matter what the weather is like, the activities will go on for that. So when is Tip Up Town USA event this year? This year it is... Um, Saturday, January 20th, and the 21st is Sunday. And then the next weekend is Saturday, the 27th of January. Yeah, I do think that's interesting that it goes the, the two weekends. It's it's a it's a good idea, actually. Uh, I wonder how many people stick around for the full week. They should, since they can. They should. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different things. You know, um, when we do have ice, they have a lot of side-by-side ice races. They have snowmobile races. Um, that actually happen out on the lake. So, you know, you you come up one weekend, enjoy the activities, go fishing during the week when it's quieter, and then start back up again on the next Saturday um, and then enjoy more of the festival. Well, and Teresa, tip-ups are, of course, part of ice fishing. And one of the most important questions I have is, can I find a fish fry in the Houghton Lake area during <laughs> Tip-Up Town. Hey, our Facebook pages are full of who has the best fish fry right. in town. Mm. And you ask somebody, you, anyone you ask has a favorite place. So the, the restaurants all have uh, fish fries on 
on Friday night especially. Right. Oh, I bet. Of course, yeah, the other big so. um, winter activity for you is the Higgins Lake and Roscommon uh, Chamber Winterfest coming up February 16 through 17. What happens there? That is a great little family uh, festival that they have on Higgins Lake. And, you know, you buy your $5 badge, it'll get you, Friday night, it'll get you specials at uh, the Silver Dollar Pub and Grill right there in Higgins Lake. Um, Cross-country ski headquarters, you get some, they have a welcome reception there. With free skiing, if you have this $5 badge, I mean, this badge gets you just about everything that we get. Um, Saturday morning, you you start out with a pancake breakfast with your badge. It's free. Um, They have the ice fishing contest, kids' carnival, chili cook-off, wagon rides, um, stuff for anybody in the family. And, you know, they feed you all day for this $5 (laughs) badge. Uh, Well... Great. Those are those are my favorite things to hear. So Tip Up Town USA, January twentieth, twenty first, and the twenty seventh, and then the Higgins Lake and Roscommon Chamber Winterfest, February sixteenth and seventeenth. And I heard food mentioned at both of those events. Uh, sounds good. The website visit Lake dot com, where you can find out more and. Our thanks to Teresa Ectum for being with us today. We're actually going to head downstate now. We're going to head over to Brighton next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin. And uh, Nick, we are already getting to the point where we're down to our final guest of the program. This this hour has gone by quickly, but I'll tell you, um, we're going to go to a place that I've come to know and love, and uh, it's a really uh, nice place that will brighten up your spirit <laughs> at this time of the year. Did you see what I did there? Yes, I did. Well said, Dave. And, right. You know, this time of year, we talk a lot about supporting local. We support local businesses, restaurants, shops, all kinds of uh, travel destinations as well. And a lot of that involves supporting our downtowns. And our next place, which will brighten up our ah, spirit, will be downtown Brighton. We talk with Denise Murray, economic development and marketing specialist with the city of Brighton. And Denise, Brighton's downtown is a vibrant place to visit any time of year, all kinds of restaurants and shops and things down there. But especially this time of year, it's a wonderful place to spend some time, right? Yeah, it's um, it's quite spectacular. And this year, you know, they, they really went above and beyond with their holiday lights. Um, all decorated around the Tridge. We have this beautiful tunnel of lights that people have really been enjoying um, going down and taking um, group photos and selfies and doing proposals and things. It's been a lot of fun um, rolling out our holiday decor this year. And um, coupling that up with the fact that, you know, our social district has really expanded uh, quite a bit. We have um, 11 restaurants participating in the social district. So people can get their cocktails and wander around downtown and enjoy the lights and the shops and the um, the different things that there are to see um, with our brand new streetscape that we have. You know, I, I'd kind of forgotten about the Tridge. Uh, tell us about that. 
So the trench is um, it's a it's a three way bridge that comes together, and it um, has about a mile walking distance um, that you can take all through downtown. And what's really interesting about the trench is that when you walk along, you don't feel like you're in the middle of a city. You feel like you're in the middle of maybe a national park or something. You see um, blue herons, you see snapping turtles, you see swans. Um, it's a beautiful setting, and you feel so remote, and yet you're just um, you're you're right in the heart of downtown Brighton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really cool, um, and and I understand the old town you've done you know for the holidays you've kind of converted in, into a kind of a, a theme of a, like a gingerbread house. <laughs> yeah, um, I do have a little creative streak in ah, there. You go. And, um, um, so I I you know really wanted you know with with the downtown being under construction most of the year, um, we wanted to do some different things, and we didn't. We didn't really know what we had to work with because, you know, the old trees have been removed, new trees were being planted. We didn't know all of the timing for everything. So we had to really get creative and say, what else could we do? And here we have this beautiful um, old town hall. And I just looked at it and I'm like, oh, my God, that looks like a gingerbread house. Hmm. So we totally decked it out um, to reflect a gingerbread house. And the historical society, which is housed within it, um, and the um, the artist guild and um, the players, they all got on board. So they have um, you know a whole teddy bear historical display set up, and they have a Santa chair so people can go and take selfies within, and um, some really interesting things happening within the space. Um, and it also um, enabled us to open up, you know. There's restrooms available for the public, et cetera. Um, and it's right next to um, the, the Mill Pond Dam. So it's right in the heart of downtown. Um, and it's just, it just adds a certain element um, of whimsical, playful engagement that, you know, families want to come down and see. Well, and, you know, part of the experience of visiting a downtown is the people you get to talk to one-on-one in some of the independent shops and restaurants that are local business owners, that are part of the community that you may even know by name. And I know that it's important to make those experiences accessible to all. And I understand that the City of Brighton and the Downtown Development Authority have taken some steps to improve the accessibility in downtown Brighton. Uh, Can you tell us a a little bit about that? So um, one of the the core um, objectives for doing the whole streetscape project was to create this universal design that basically all of downtown would be accessible um, no matter, you know, if you were handicapped or, you know, um, you and I would be able to just very easily be able to traverse up and down. The sidewalks are wider. Um, It's curbless through um, the main part of the central section of the downtown. Um, It's um, accessible for biking, and um, there's more room for dining outdoors, etc. So all of those things that make it um, pedestrian-friendly and um, universally appealing um, was a huge portion of the idea behind the project. Well, and you've had a bunch of new retailers um, show up downtown as well, uh, I've heard. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's been great. Um, for for example, we have the Coral Sash, um, which they have a shop down in South Lyon, and they had the opportunity to come in and they fit in so well downtown. And they kind of they have this really interesting appeal that, you know, it's it's a place where you can go shop with mom and daughter. You know, it's it's not you know grandma's shop. It's not young girl shop. Everyone really seems to embrace and enjoy the shop, and um, and Karen Backus does a really good job with her shop. Another retailer that we brought in includes um, a gathered collection, um, which um, she originally came out of Northville and had the old barn, and so she has moved into downtown right into the Rollison building, which is, of course, our most iconic um building in our downtown and so we're super happy to have her you know very um, experienced retailer um, that really sees the value of of coming into our downtown Um, there's a lot of energy and a lot of positive things and a lot of investment happening in Brighton right now Um, and another one that um, has come in that I'm kind of excited over is dog watch um, because I'm quite a dog lover myself (laughs) Um, but they have they they do electric senses but they also have a doggy boutique (laughs) and so anything and everything you could ever want to spoil your dog rotten with um, they have and they have it in spades it's beautiful and I hope people get a chance to check that out well and in addition to some of the other things that are happening there in town I, I see in our notes here that upcoming is Grand River Brewery coming to downtown Brighton. And that's a great addition because breweries have really become gathering places for the community. It, it is. And of course, we have our brewery Becker, we have our Four Circled Brews, and now we're adding um, the Grand River Brewery. Um, so that really ties into, you know, we we have this very well-established restaurant group. Um, we, we're starting to get more established as a brewery destination. We have our social district that's fully supported um, all around the downtown area. And um, so it's really an enjoyable night spot for people to come and visit. Well, we were talking before we went on the air, Denise, and uh, you mentioned something like 23 restaurants in Brighton now. That's just yeah. outstanding. Yeah. And, and you know, when yeah. you think about the the retailers you mentioned now after the streetscaping the restaurants you know these are the businesses that support you know the schools and support you know all the charities and, and such and it seems like most communities are losing these businesses or too many of them i should say after covid it's great to see brighton doing so well see I told you, brightening up our moods yes, that's right. at this time of the year, brighten. So, Denise, thank you for doing that. Denise Murray from Economic Development and Marketing. Uh, so, so nice to have heard from you. The website to learn more is explorebrightonhowellarea.com. You'll be happy you did. And that's all the time we have for this week. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling.